Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. of Hashtag No Filter. This episode has not only been requested several times, once I said I was doing this episode and the person I was interviewing, I have been DM'd so many times on Instagram about putting the episode live in. Oh my God, when can we hear it? And I have a few episodes ready to go. And I actually wasn't going to release this episode today. I was going to wait, um, you know, till a couple more came out. And when I asked on Instagram, which you want me to put out first, this was the consensus. So I am happy to bring that to you. Um, and I'm so glad you're excited. So today's guest is my very own dad, Chuck Bortnick. And I've wanted to have him on for a while. And I figure now is just, why, why not now? You know, we're all home. And I mean, granted, I'm not living under their roof. Um, but I did go over to their house. We sat a good distance apart. And I'm so, this could be one of my favorite episodes. Um, you know, my, my dad will explain his story, his background, you know, every career-wise, all of that stuff. So I'm not going to get into those details now, or this will be a very long intro, but he is one of the smartest people I know, the smartest businessman, the the one I go to for advice, I'm especially surrounding business. Um, he's like the most rational, logical person. And I'm um, sometimes the opposite of that. Uh, you know, I get a little emotional here and there and, uh, he's just like such a great sounding board and he's just so smart. And I, um, I, I just, I think it's such a great episode. Um, tons of advice from business to podcasting to standing out in, uh, you know, the industry you're in to um, advice for a happy marriage, raising a daughter, um, and so much more. Like we really talked everything from work, career, personal, family, love, life, everything. And I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this. So without further ado, here is my dad, Chuck Bortnick, on episode 74 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome to the podcast, Dad. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> Are you excited to be here? I am. I'm nervous. He's nervous. I've wanted to have him on for a while, as I've said, but now seems like a perfect time. We're sitting six feet apart, right? Yes. We're very socially distanced. We, we, we measured. <laughs> um, but no, I'm very excited to have him on. Actually, some of you have requested to have him on to talk, uh, you know, of course, about business and his experience. So before we get into everything, first, can you give a background about who you are, your career, what you've done, what you do, and what you do currently, in a nutshell? In a nutshell. Uh, well, I have spent most of my career uh, in the media business. Um uh, coming up through ranks through radio, uh, not on the air. So if you think that I actually made any money, you know, mm -hmm. 
with my voice. That would not be the case. That was a no. And um, initially, I uh, worked for radio stations in a lot of large markets, worked my way up from sales to sales management mm-hmm. to station management. Mm-hmm. And then um, ultimately uh, made the transition to network radio, where I was involved with uh, several different uh, network radio companies, and then ultimately went back to the station side of the business uh, on a more corporate regional level, where instead of managing you know, one station, I was managing more than one station. And then um, made the decision uh, to leave the business. I mm-hmm. uh, actually left the media business for about three years to become a business broker, mm-hmm. where I actually helped uh, big and small companies uh, be bought or get sold. And then during that period of time, I uh, reconnected a relationship that I had from the radio business and ended up uh, ultimately uh, putting my business brokerage business aside and went back into media, working for a media company to help them grow through uh, acquisitions, strategic partnerships, and so forth. And, uh, and then more recently, as recently as uh, last summer, um, I continued to work uh, with that media company, but also had the ability, separate from that, to uh, start my own company, mm-hmm. uh, which would focus on projects that uh, didn't really match up well with them initially. Mm-hmm. And uh, that company is called Adam Group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I work with both companies and talent on uh, various uh, audio platforms, helping them in radio, network radio, podcasting, uh, media strategy, and digital. And mm-hmm. so I'm sort of wearing two hats. I still am involved with uh, that media company on some pretty large projects, but I'm also trying to build uh, my my own company. In a nutshell. Uh, is that, that too long? No, that was perfect. Okay. That was perfect. So people have asked, uh, well, not this, just in general, like why I've moved so much. Um, and I say, because well, of my dad's business, they think I'm an army brat. I'm not. He was never in the army. Um, so what? Um, why did we move so much? Uh, answer the question well, for the people. Well, uh, as we, we have talked in the past, mm-hmm. probably, uh, you know, I could have done a few less moves. But I will say that um, all the moves uh, were for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people have to make the decision to move because of something not great that happens. Mm -hmm. In our cases, they were all moves by choice and all for good reasons and all really related to uh, my career in the media business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, looking back on it, you know, I can only think of maybe one move or two that, you know, okay, maybe, you know, I I didn't have to move. Right. But I would say most of the moves we made, um, you know, Life might have gone a different direction without one of those moves. So it's a it's a tough call, but I'm glad to see that you are just doing fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't had any bumps along the way. Um, I've moved 14 times, for those who don't know, in my life. My parents have moved more. But I don't think it was 14 No, times. Well, even including Boston and my college I, I mean, I remember moving... Well, that's right. I'm counting cities. You're counting. Yeah. Oh, moves. you know, I'm talking like right. moves. So, um, so that's why I've moved a lot because of his job. But it was always for like good reasons, as he said. So, okay. So first, start, wait, and first talk about where did you meet mom? I mean, I know all these answers, guys, but where, tell where you met mom and and that story in college. Well, it's a hallmark story. Um, <laughs> it, it goes back to the University of Miami, where uh, as a freshman, um, I got involved with the student newspaper. And uh, ultimately uh, got the, the, the very non-paying high role of being the business <laughs> manager. And she was a writer mm-hmm. uh, in the news department. 
and the uh, <laughs> the editor of the newspaper uh, uh, introduced us, who later was a boyfriend of hers. But we, oh, we got hey. through that. And uh, interesting enough, uh, through college, we were really uh, more or less friends. Uh, I know she picked you up at the airport. Yeah, she was. She was. You know, she had her life. I had my life. But we were very, very close. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think it was until we got out of college that we actually said, oh, wait a minute. You know, uh, (laughs) this is more than friends. (laughs) And and now it's been 40 Two years, I think, going on. Mom, we need confirmation. Uh, uh, we were married in 1978. So okay. you can do the math. So that would be um, uh, 22. Oh, no. oh, coming on 43. Right. So we're May. coming up to our yeah. 43rd anniversary. So I tell people that. They, they, t- they take I mean, I breaths. can't fathom it. No. Yeah. So, so um, you've been together for a while. And I actually a- just asked my dad when I came over here or a few minutes ago before I started recording when we were pouring the wine. I said, are you guys, are you guys going to get divorced after this? Because a lot of people are making, not jokes, it's not funny, but like getting divorced after the quarantine because you're with your significant other all the time. And he said they've, they've never been closer. I don't know if he's lying, though. <laughs> no, I mean, I, look, uh, your mother and I, uh, look, I'm not going to tell you, you know, we haven't had our moments. But the bottom line is we are best friends and we're husband and wife. And the fact that I'm quarantined uh, with my <laughs> wife of uh going on 43 years, I really don't have any issues with it. I yeah. know some people would, but maybe something's wrong with me, but I'm just fine. Or maybe something's wrong with them. Maybe. So what's your number one piece of advice for a long, happy marriage? Uh, basically, you know, it's kind of what you probably have heard. Uh, it's all about compromise at times and trade-offs for both sides. Uh, it's, you know, it's not a uh, storybook. Uh, where everything is always uh, in its right place. Mm. And I think if you look at it that way and, you know, you weigh, you know, the pros and cons of every of every situation, you're going to find that if you're fair and you have compromise, then uh, you'll be together a very long time. That's guys, you should bookmark that. That was good. So what um, in terms of. okay, so obviously there's me and then my brother, Danny, he's I don't know how old he is. Thirty (laughs) six. 36? I think he's going on 36. No, 37 right? maybe? I don't know. He's a few years older. He was older born in 83. He's four years older or something like that. Anyway, so my brother's also in the radio business, as some of you might know, and he and my dad have very similar, not, I don't know, so, sort of similar, not similar past, but they've both been in radio. I never was in it, but now I kind of am because of podcasting because Adam Group um, actually represents me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's correct. And so now we have, we actually went to the podcast conference together um, right before Corona broke out. And we, um, anyway, so that's cool because my brother's been able to talk to him about business stuff forever. And I haven't really, but now I am because now we podcast and he actually asks me for opinions on things and stuff with his clients. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, you're very uh, <laughs> informed in the uh, podcast world. So, I, I, I will tell you, podcasting is really part of audio, right? Mm-hmm. So with audio you know people listen to radio stations Mm -hmm. they might listen to a stream uh, of a a station right Right. and then there's podcasting and really it's really all in the same Mm kind of genre Mm -hmm. i would describe podcasting really as radio on demand right yeah so you know you you pick your favorite host or your favorite topic or or whatever and you it's available to you when you want to listen right uh, versus, you know, having to catch it on a radio station. Right. So to me, it's very natural to tie all of them yeah. together. Radio, podcasting, radio, all of it. Radio, podcasting, and streaming. 
and streaming. So for a new podcast or someone just starting out, starting like now during with all this off time, they're deciding to start a podcast. What's the number one piece of advice you'd give for someone starting a podcast? It's a very saturated industry. Can someone be successful coming into it now? Well, first they need to call my company. <laughs> Adam Group. <laughs> AdamGroup.com. I, I created the website. I them a free consultation <laughs> uh, courtesy of uh, uh, hashtag no filter. Yes. I'll give you a promo code. No, no problem. Uh, no, what I would tell you is this, and this is what I tell all of my clients. Um, it, so the, the good news is that there's no barrier of entry to being a podcaster. The equipment is really not that expensive. The uh, solutions out there for you to get your podcast posted mm -hmm. are numerous. Yep. Um, and so the good news is if you have a voice and you want to communicate a message and whether you want it to be a hobby or you actually want to make it promote your business or whether you want to make it a business, it's not that hard to do it. Right. Now, the challenging part is to be effective at it in reaching a lot of people. Correct. Um, and, and what I typically tell podcasters that are starting out is that if their primary goal is to make money. That's not the best reason to start a podcast. Right. Can it make money? Yes. But it would be better if the podcast was either promoting or trying to extend their brand right. with another business right. or another service that they're involved in, or maybe it's a hobby and they want to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. And then if it works out that you can make money, that is a home run. Mm -hmm. But I, I think people that go into it thinking that all of a sudden, you know, they're going to do a podcast going to make all this money. It, it's not that simple. And here's why there are 900,000 give or take podcasts that are out there. However, the good news is only about 250,000 of those podcasts are posted at least 10 times over a 13 week period, meaning that the majority of podcasts that quote technically exist are not people that really do it right. regularly, consistently. Or at all anymore. And then it's really about how can you stand out because in podcasting, it's not so much about, yeah, it's great if you reach a lot of people, but it's also pretty relevant that you reach the right people, mm -hmm. right? So I'm sorry, that was a little long way. No, but that's, but that's is, basically what I tell people. But isn't that, was it, or maybe we heard at the podcast conference that some of the most some of the most focused podcasts might have a small audience, but like that farmer one, wasn't there an example or some? Well, yeah. So here's a great example. So everyone is very focused on, Oh, you know, just so you know, the top podcasts in the industry get millions of downloads per show millions. Yeah. So anybody that's a podcaster can understand where that's a tough number to grasp. Okay. However, the, the reality of it is if you could build up to having 100,000 downloads, which is still to many podcasters a huge number, right. you could probably start to make some, some money, yeah. right? Um, but depending on the nature of your podcast, if your podcast is very specialized, the number of people listening is not as important as who's listening. And the example right. I give is I heard a story about a podcaster that uh, basically does a podcast on Farm right. machine equipment. Which sounds so boring. Yes. I, I, could you imagine? I'm uh, sleeping. I think you should try that out on <laughs> one of your podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to do it next. <laughs> so, so here's somebody that, that is, uh, he's obviously a previous, he's a farmer. He knows the farm machinery industry inside and out. And he decided to do a podcast about it. 
And I'm told his podcast downloads are less than a thousand. It could be right. like five hundred. Right. However, he commands an incredibly high premium for the for the commercials he sells because the pe- the companies that buy his podcast know that those five hundred people they will be making a decision right. to buy farm equipment, and each of them will buy it. Or, uh, men, or, men or a decent percentage. So really, it's all about what you're targeting, what you're trying to do. And, and um, you know, but the key message is you got to love doing it and doing it for another reason other than just making, making money. Well, it's like a blog. I have a lot of bloggers that listen to my podcast. And the first piece of advice any successful blogger has said on the podcast is don't do it to make money. Do it if you love it. And if it's and a, then it, the money it, will come. Right. They say they say <laughs> that they say that. Hopefully. So. Um, OK. So if some so so if someone had a well, not a farm equipment company, but like a I don't know, an example, something like a I don't know, a furniture company, any kind of company, if they start a podcast and just focus it on that industry, that could actually be very successful and an extension of their brand. It can be very effective. Very so, effective yeah. so um, for example, uh, I'm, I'm I work with a company. Uh, one of my my clients that um, produces what's called the pod letter mm-hmm. and it's another spin on a podcast but instead of posting a podcast that goes to the public it's for companies that want to actually take their newsletter right and turn it into a podcast and so this company comes out and interviews the business right and follows what they would have covered in a newsletter but now it's in a podcast that's sent just to the clients right. of that business. So there's another example. So no one's listening. A random person can't listen no, to it. No, you can't get it on, on iTunes or Spotify. Right. But, it, but it's still in the podcast mm-hmm. format. So it's, it, this thing is really evolving and changing by the minute. But the bottom line is if, if you have something to say and you, and you have compelling content, or you think you could turn it into compelling content and you can develop a following, then you can make it work. I agree. And so in terms of business, um, uh, business advice in general, obviously you heard he's had a very extensive, um, successful career. What would be um, uh, one of your top pieces of advice for someone, you know, who's a, a CEO of a company, someone running a, a company? Like what, what are some of the biggest lessons maybe you learned and biggest advice you could give to? Well, to- a CEO might be a bad example because a CEO might, might already have gone through some of the things I'm going to say. But I would say in general, um, you know, uh, it's about patience. Mm-hmm. You almost have to fail to succeed. I, I mm-hmm. know it sounds crazy, but if you don't, you know, fail at something, then you're not going to be able to learn to succeed. Right. And, um, you know, you've all read the stories and seen the blogs of some of the most successful people in business that will tell you their story of failing. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think the thing you need to remember is what I did learn is that you don't need to, to invent something. Mm-hmm. You just need to do it better. Right. And the example that I like to give, because as you know, Julie, I am a huge <laughs> Apple fan. Yes, he is. And as it, is my brother. It, as I tell Our people, if they made underwear, I would purchase it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but um, if you think about Apple, they actually didn't invent anything. They invented like, the iPhone. Nope. 
there were there were cellular phones before oh, the oh, iPhone. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. There were MP3 players before mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. the iPod. Um, uh, they did not invent the uh, laptop. True. Uh, there were even portable computers out right. before they came out with the original Apple II. But Apple just did it better. And they created a brand experience mm-hmm. that people would pay a premium for because they wanted to own an Apple. And the other analogy yeah. I'll give you is Starbucks. Mm. Coffee shops have been yep. around from the beginning of mm-hmm. mankind. People have been buying coffee forever. All of a sudden, Starbucks mm-hmm. creates a brand, an experience in their stores, whether the, you thought the coffee was good or not. Yep. When you walked into their stores, they created a brand, a consistency, where people were willing to pay more money for their mm-hmm. coffee than going across the street. Right. And so the, the beauty, I think, of business is that you don't have to be first. You just got to find a way to do it better. Better, yeah. You know? Amazon found a way to do it better. But people, no one was doing Amazon stuff. No, but I mean, people have been delivering goods yeah, for, yeah, yeah, forever, yeah. right? But they, they figured out a way to do it better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm oversimplifying this, but the reality yeah. is if you can come up with a great idea, whether it's new or not, and you can just do it right. better, then in, then in business today, you can win. And doing it better means the product's better, the marketing, every, the whole service, everything. Everything is better. The whole experience. Yeah. Everything. Everything is just better. Just got to do it better. Got to do it better. So for someone, so if someone's starting a business, so now what if someone has an, if someone already has a business in existence and it's doing fine, um, what would be your advice about leading a team? I mean, you've managed people, you've managed teams, you've managed a whole company. Like what, what, what's your advice for um, leading a team? Uh, yeah. Through the good. And well, bad? for existing businesses, look, you know, these are just my opinions. I am certainly not the uh, ultimate, you know, uh, source on this, but what I, ha- what I have witnessed over time is that companies that effectuate change and never take for granted what they're doing are the ones that succeed. And, you know, sometimes you have to shake up a business to, to make it grow. Right. If you just keep doing the same thing over and over, then eventually you will be out of business because right. our technology and the advances that you're witnessing in everything about marketing and communications, if you just do things the same, you're not going to be around. And so I would say this, if you have a business and it's not doing as well as you would like, or it's not growing, you really need to do a soul searching evaluation of why, right? Right. And you have to not be afraid to say, well, maybe you haven't been as open-minded to certain change. Maybe uh, you, you know, you you think you had all the answers and you didn't have all the answers. Right. I mean, it's a very general comment, but I, I, you can you can see it in businesses, day in and day out. You know, we're going through a horrible crisis right now. Yeah, so we're going to talk affecting about, a lot yeah. of people, and and it's affecting business. And uh, there will be a lot of companies that don't survive. However, I do feel. And I think you've seen this on television that um, a lot of those companies that aren't going to be surviving were hanging on by a thread to begin right, with. Right, right, right. So they were already having their challenges because they either didn't change with the times, they mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't stay relevant. They there was something going on there, and now all of a sudden we're dealing with this horrible situation, and they may not make it. And you know, the bottom line is you got to be open to change. You got to be 
interested in reinventing yourself mm-hmm. almost every day. I'm sorry, that was very long. No, that was very good. See, guys, he's really smart. No, but so speaking of this, this um, crisis, Corona, the Rona, COVID-19. So I said in my Instagram that my dad's like super positive during all this. And he's like the most <laughs> rational, logical person I know. And sometimes we butt heads because I'm not the most rational, logical. I get emotional. But so how are you staying positive during this? Like I keep every, well, anytime I, I, I come I'm over, I'm like the world's ending. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> the world's over. I'm not positive about what I see on the news. I mean, obviously, there's a horrible situation, and there aren't any many words that could describe it. And you just you wake up in the morning and you watch the Today Show and you just scratch your head. Yeah. But I also feel that um, you know the key to to surviving all this is not to watch the news all day. Number one, all right? Which I stopped doing. Uh, Got to be involved with something. Right. right. I mean, I'm, it doesn't have to be business. I yeah. Mean, reorganize your garage. My dad's actually learning how to play a guitar song, a song on the guitar for my nephew. So that's yeah, well, his... my, my, my grandson uh, wants me to uh, uh, <laughs> I, he knows I play a guitar and he wants me to play a particular song. <laughs> so now I'm practicing that song. To so make sure I get it right. But, but doing stu- something. But other... but but, but, I, but I, it's not that I'm positive. I just look, I think it's going to be a horrible situation. The statistics on this at the end of the day are not going to be good. Um, but you know, as people say, we're going to, we're going to emerge from it. And, um, I think, uh, I think the world will change a little bit. I, I, I've said this to many people. I think this is a nine 11 event, but I uh, think almost worse. Well, nine 11 event in the sense of like after nine 11, there were just certain things that weren't the same again. That'll be and this. I do believe that, uh, with this, the way people look at, uh, taking care of themselves and health and handshakes, all those, Oh, handshakes, eating at a New York city restaurant. Yes. But I do think a lot of things are going to change for good forever. Um, as a result of this. So look, I, I, I believe that, you know, in the end, uh, the the country will get through this. I think the economic challenges are going to go on a lot longer than unfortunately, you know, the, the virus will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's not a good situation. And, you know, I don't know, you know. But he stays very, not positive, but like, I'm more like, uh, like he'll call me every day checking in. Did you get outside today? Did you work? Like, there, he's very like, you gotta stay busy. Gotta, <laughs> I don't get outside no, I just every day. think you gotta get outside. I mean, you, you gotta take a walk. Gotta get some, I mean, I, look, I'm being a father. So, you know, we know we can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. I know I've listened to your, uh, your podcast in the past and, I could say certain. Uh, oh yeah, he told me not to say four letter words, yeah, which well, is no, funny, I, I right? I thought it would make me look bad if my daughter was saying that. Um, I learned the four letter words but. from him and my grandma Pauline. <laughs> um, but no, I, I no, but it's a terrible time, and like, but and people are going through waves of emotions. It's bringing out depression and anxiety. But in general, my de- you stay very positive. You're very glass half full. Like everything's dandy, even when it's well, not, not dandy. But, <laughs> you know, I, but 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 how do you stay? How can someone? I I just feel like when you talk to people uh, right now, um, you know. Hold on. Mom, will you bring more wine, please? (laughs) I'm out. My mom's in the other room. Some some people, uh, you know, want to talk. Look, most people I talk to, you know, will talk about the crisis for a little bit. But in general, you know, would love to talk about something else, right? Because right. They're, they're inundated with the news, you know, all day long and a lot of bad stuff. And so, you know, you know, one thing that I, I you know, from a business perspective, you know, it, this is an interesting time to, to talk business with people because you got a lot of people that, um, 
you know, uh, you don't want to you don't want to cross the line of being insensitive to what's going on in the world. But at the same time, you know, you, you, you want to stay engaged. And so, you know, I think it's important just to reach out to people and see how they're doing. Yeah. I've called many people uh, that I have not talked to in yeah. a very long time. Just asking them how they're doing and how are they getting through this thing. And if they bring up business, fine. If they don't right. bring up business, it, it's not on my agenda. Right, right. And we'll be right back after this quick message. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Back to the show. So bottom line, so the country will get through this. I mean, he doesn't actually know any of this, guys. Well, of course but, not. I mean, I'm not one of those uh, experts you're no. watching on television. <laughs> but, but we will all get through it. and, and Yeah, know. and it's easy for me to say that, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, you know, I don't have, you know, I, I don't have it, right? God like, forbid. For the, right. God forbid. I know there could be people listening that know people yep. that have it or whatever and so i i don't take lightly you know everything i'm hearing and what i'm seeing and the devastation it is you know but i all i i think you you got to find a way to stay positive and but even before corona and all the run all the shit he um my dad you always were always are very like you woke up you're breathing you're alive like it's a good day like it's like if i'm like look at this it's paradise no matter where he is it's paradise it's always fucking paradise oh i said fuck uh, it's okay <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear it for a second. But, I, was, uh, I, I, I was having my cocktail. <laughs> but it's always paradise. But he does make the best of out of everything. I mean, my mom and I are. I mean, we try. But and my brother, you know, a little. But it's he's very like no problem is his tagline. Like very like we got it's all good. Like it's all gonna be okay. And so it's a good thing. Okay, so now moving on to so someone asked. Well, there are a few questions, but someone asked, um, "What did you think Julie was going to be when she grew up?" What did you? I didn't even know what I thought. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, I wanted to be a teacher. A travel agent. <laughs> I, no, a flight attendant. Uh, a pilot. <laughs> I'm going to be a flight attendant because I love flying so yeah. much. No, but I wanted to be a teacher when I was little. You did. Yeah. You did. But I think we saw early on that um, you were definitely very creative, uh, without question. There, there was, it's not a surprise to me that a lot of the things that you're doing, I would put in the creative uh, yeah. side of the equation. Uh, and, and, but I don't know. I, I wanted I, to be an actress. I mean, I never, you know, Still we were do. not one of those, we were not parents in general that had a mission in life that our child mm-hmm. would go into a particular profession. No, they never pushed uh, that on that, me. That was never on our agenda. So, um, but I, I, I think from early on we saw that I'm not saying you were going to be a painter. <laughs> No, I'm but not going to be a I painter. You were going to be uh, more on the creative side. Not like of, a like I'm not going to be like I an accountant. I didn't see you as a CPA. No, 
<laughs> I would be really good, guys. No. no, I wasn't. I mean, I transferred to school for fashion. I called them. They were on their trip in Beaver in Colorado, and I called and I said, "I'm transferring. I'm going to a fashion school." And they were very supportive. But but I wanted to be an actress. Would you still support me if I wanted to be an actress now? <laughs> Only if you had a living from another source. Right. They, I know. I might still be an actress. But no, they they never really pushed. That was never like, oh, you have to be a lawyer. Like, you have to, you know, be a doctor. Could you imagine me as a doctor? Um, no, I, yeah, no, that was never the case. Okay, so what would your advice be for, for someone who has, um, who's about to bring a daughter into the world? They're pregnant right now. Or the, for the father, for the father. What's your advice for raising a daughter? I was never that bad, guys. Well, I, I got to admit. Um, you know, it's not unusual that the the father typically deals with the heavier lifting issues of the boys, yes. and the mother deals with. But the what if someone has two daughters? Lift, well, then, then good God luck. Bless them. <laughs> Godspeed, and uh... But, uh, so I would say that uh, I think on your heavier lifting issues, some Mom of those with uh, it. were handled by uh, Mrs. Bortnick. <laughs> uh, 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 but what I, I look, I, I. But what would I say? Um, I guess I would say that... Uh, like, hold on for the ride? Like, just no, like, good mean, luck? No, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it, it's a tough question because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think, but I don't think I've done anything wrong. No, I don't think you've done anything wrong, but, like, there were times, like, yes, tip, my mom and I are definitely much, not much closer, but closer to my dad, but my dad and my brother are very close, but if you have two daughters, like, there was a, t- a very hard time in my life, like, 12 years ago, and you got emotional. Like, it was hard. Well, so I will tell you this. I think you would agree, uh, historically that I tend to stay calmer during uh, adverse, that's an understatement. Uh, adverse situations. <laughs> uh, and so that's, I think, uh, an important... That, th- to me, that's important. Yeah. Because I think a mother and a daughter are going to be more emotional and more... Uh, I don't want to use the word you know, chaotic but, when it comes yeah, probably. to situations where you know, maybe you know, uh, to balance that off, the father you know, is the, the calm one. But right. then... I don't want anyone out there to think I'm trying to stereotype the fact that a woman no. cannot be calm. No, because women can definitely become. I'm, I'm not calm. You that that in my household, right. uh, I'm a little calmer. <laughs> Which is funny though, because actually I'm more similar to my dad's personality than my mom's, because like he curses and whatever, and my mom doesn't curse, and my mom's like like quieter and whatever. <laughs> She's in the other room, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, that's good. Okay. So what about, um, wait, I had a specific question. Oh, okay. So, so you're raising a daughter. Um, I start dating. What would be your advice for dads when their daughter starts dating? I was really never bad though. The biggest bottle of Tito's you can find. (laughs) Or any of your choice of alcohol. No, I mean, look, it's, it's a stressful thing. I mean, I don't even remember. No, it's very stressful. You liked all my ex-boyfriends. No, uh, yeah, it's not that, but you know, the whole process to go in. Look, everyone has seen all the movies and all the scenes in movies with the father and the daughter and the, 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 the The guy that's coming to take, to take them out. And (laughs) father, uh, I mean, all of them. Yeah. One of my favorites was that scene in that movie with uh, Renee, um, um, Renee, the one where what she goes to friend? Minnesota and she's a corporate person. And oh, she, uh, oh, she meets, um, uh, uh, new in town, new in town. New in town. Yeah. And she, didn't she happened to be at his house when uh, a guy was coming to take his daughter to, some oh, to prom. Yes. Yeah, yes. No, so I wasn't like that. <laughs> no, no, he, you really, he never was. And I think if he didn't like my boyfriends, he pretended he did. Yeah, but, no, no, no. But it is, it's stressful. I think, it, look, I got to tell you, I, I, I am thrilled right now that i'm not raising uh children because during social media i give give everybody a lot of credit it is a stressful deal yeah but it comes with incredible joy don't get me wrong i don't regret it (laughs) 
you know, but you know, it, you know, daughters going out and dating and the whole thing, man, it's, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really was never bad. The only, honestly, the only time I ever gotten like a real blowout, but I think it was with mom was when I was supposed to go with my high school boyfriend to the Bon Jovi concert and it was blizzarding and I was so fucking mad at her she would not let me go i slammed the door i said i hate you but i don't think you were involved in that so <laughs> yeah. you know what i look i i'm not you know when i was growing up i remember having a huge argument now this is going to date myself big time well he's 65 any, but yeah 65 he's turning 66 actually in two yeah, weeks it's a, 65 okay. so yeah yeah i got a corona's <laughs> birthday coming <laughs> How does that work? So We're having a party at the house. Out there can give me tips on a Corona. Birthday, no, people are having um, Corona birthdays. No, I'm sure, We're gonna I'm sure, go on Zoom. I'm It'll sure, be great. I'm sure they are. But um, I remember, uh, you know, this will date myself. But for any of you that might be listening, that might remember the Fillmore East in Greenwich Village in New York uh, back during the, uh, the the incredible '60s and '70s music era. Um, I was growing up and. The probably one of the biggest arguments I had with my mother ever was that someone that was two years older than me, I think I was 14 or 15, <laughs> and the kid was 17, was going to take me into New York to go to the Fillmore East a to girl? see a concert. No, a friend. Oh, oh God, just a friend. And okay. uh, that didn't go over well. You, know? you didn't get to go? Uh, not that time. I think I got to go the next time. Yeah, but I, if I was, if I, I think if I was her daughter, I never would have gone. No, you right, right, right. No, you. My dad can hang with the best of it. He he partied back in his day, uh, so it all worked out right. But when he was in college, so he went to University of Miami, he was in ZBT. My brother was in ZBT. I was in STT. It was a whole thing. But he, uh, my dad, <laughs> you might want me to get my dad's nickname was the Veg. Can we talk about that or no? Should I cut that? Well, let's keep but, it let's keep it diplomatic. Okay, uh, so the veg. What, what I would say <laughs> is that uh, I was in a fraternity that um, was a two floor building, and um, they said I lived on the third floor. And uh, I don't get uh, it. <laughs> I don't get that. You have to read between the lines. Okay. And uh, the bo- <laughs> the bottom line is that uh, they they called me uh, the veg because, um, uh, you know, the like. I would just kind of sit on the plate after certain moments and not be able to interact, you know, kind of like the the green stuff that they put in as a garnish on your dinner. I think people get it now. Yeah, I think people get it. Keep it to my. But you know, I'm I'm a mature individual. But no, and and this was what? How old are you? So this was Uh, forty years ago. Forty plus years ago. But the point is, is that he he made it work. Like it's all good. Made it work. So if you got straight, you got straight. Well, actually, it's funny. My 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 roommate in college put carpet up to cover the windows (laughs) so that he didn't see daylight. Even though you know, I did actually go to class by around nine in the morning. No, and you were like the the radio hat or the newspaper hat kept busy (laughs) so anyway okay so what about in terms of let's say dating so a lot of people that listen to my podcast are uh, single or date well right now no one's dating because of the rona but people are facetime dating whatever what would be your advice or words of wisdom for someone starting out a relationship well like first of all you know obviously i don't know i couldn't answer it from from the perspective. Well, he was of, never on dating apps. Well, I haven't dated in <laughs> a long, long time. But here, but it's funny. I was talking to your mother today about this. Oh, and we okay. we, we were we were getting some exercise and walking, and uh, uh, I actually brought up. I said, you know, it's going to be interesting about dating in the post-corona true virus world. True, right? and like, like I. If if I was dating, like if I was a dater, like you know, a lot younger than I am now, 
I mean, like, how how does that work without a full body cavity search that somebody does that Corona? Well, or anything. Okay, oh. so so in other words, I, I know it's a crazy topic, but like, I don't like even if. Like, forget about one-night stands. I mean, even if you're dating someone seriously and eventually that day comes where you actually might sleep together, like, how do you do that without, like, getting some inspection where both sides are comfortable that you don't have anything? Dad, I mean, most people might have stuff, but they use protection. Well, yeah, but I guess. I mean, mean, so let me get this straight. You're okay (laughs) if they have something. Well, no, but it's not like, but I see what you're saying. Yes, I see what you're saying. But what, back then they didn't have STDs? Well, I don't know. Like, okay, maybe we, let's not go five years down the road or two years down the road. You know, the, the, the country hopefully gets through this thing. And by the end of the year, people can do something called a date again. Okay. Right. So on that initial dating period, that first dating period after the virus, how are people Like, aren't you going to be worried that the person might still have something? I mean, how do you get through that? I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you ask them. Or I actually, in my, you know, brain, I said, now that's a business. So, and you walk into a place where within 15 minutes, you both get checked out and you're good to go. But what are you getting (laughs) checked out for? Anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're getting a whole physical exam and a you're corona test. You're hearing this from the perspective of a 65-year-old father, so... He hasn't dated in 40 right, years, right. or 45 years. Uh, so, yeah. okay, but in terms... Separate from, like, if you get a disease or whatever, but, like, in terms of, um, do you believe in, like, the, the guy pursuing the girl? Like, the guy should make the first move? Are those rules no longer in existence? You never run dating apps, but... I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not hung up on, you know, uh, the, the girl being... A bit more aggressive in getting the date than the guy. Um, okay. But I do think, you know, uh, evaluating people today. I mean, I guess it's always been the case, but I think evaluating people's character and, you know, what they're about today, it's, it's in my opinion, more critical than ever, but it's probably always been critical. No, but also, like, as a man in today's society with just the world as it is, not even corona, pre-corona, but, like, just everything, you have to be careful. Like, you got to be a little careful. No, I mean, careful. I mean, it's, I, I, I... He I, told me I, to I, take out a contract. Why do you think I've been married for so long? I don't want to ever date again. Dad, <laughs> you're kidding. supposed to say, where's mom? <laughs> he doesn't mean it like that, guys. He doesn't my, and mean my, it. And my beautiful wife knows I don't mean that. He, she knows he doesn't I know worship her every day. See, it's true. You know what she likes most about the uh, quarantine? What? I actually get a coffee oh, every yeah, I morning. Heard that. And he didn't do that pre-corona, right? Well, because she would be sleeping when I would have to get moving. Now oh, because you a, leave earlier than well, her. Well, now I, I can get up a little bit later, so I'm bringing the coffee to And her. he brings the wine at night, and they yeah, both check yeah. in on but me that's multiple about it. times if, God, if I'm expected to do anything else, I'm in deep trouble. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do laundry, doesn't it? Like, I can do laundry. I don't know. But she's so good at it. Right. It's a- <laughs> okay, so now, so some I always end my, or I'm not ending, well, close actually, but I'm, I always end, the last segment of my podcast is always the quick fire round where I ask random questions you have to answer the first thing that comes to mind. You don't know, well, you might know the questions because you've listened to my podcast. So, if anyone play, if someone could play you in a movie, who would it be? Like a star, like a celebrity. Ooh. Uh, who? Uh, if so, me, me. Like, if there was a movie made about your life, who would play you? Uh, God, that's a tough call. I would say, uh, or just someone else, a guy you like, an actor you like, or yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, do I have to answer quickly? 
I mean, I don't want people bored, so just like within the next 20 seconds would be lovely. How I'll about, some more wine. Um, I would take uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino? No one's ever said that. Well, I would want him a lot younger than he is now. <laughs> but when he was younger, I would but, take Al Pacino. Okay, because some people think you resemble Pablo Escobar. The, the, drug, the drug dealer? <laughs> yes. Like oh, God. No, I'm like... Glad, I'm glad I wasn't stopped in Mexico. <laughs> There's one picture, the one I posted the other day, you were in all in white and oh, your beard. Oh, Actually, oh. guys, when I was at the FBI getting a... Not the FBI because I was in trouble, but I was getting a tour and I was like probably seven. Oh, I remember that. I pointed to the wall um, and I was like, oh my God, daddy's on no, the wall. No, it was a wanted poster. <laughs> they had these wanted posters up and Julie's pointed to one and said, that looks like you. <laughs> guys, I was seven. Anyway, okay, so Al Pacino. And if um, if you could have drinks with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Without question, no contest, yeah. Stephen Jobs. I was literally just mouthing Stephen Jobs. I knew that. Um, okay, and if you um, if you were running for <laughs> if you were running for president, what would your slogan be? <laughs> My slogan? Yeah, like your campaign slogan. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I promise no fake news. Okay, so there we go. Um, no, that's good. That's good. Um, if you, there was an airplane, not right now because of the Rona, the airplanes aren't flying as much. If there was an airplane outside of the house, where would you have it take you right now anywhere in the world? I know his answer. Without question, Beaver find Creek, a way to get me to the soggy dollar bar. Oh, I was going to say Beaver Creek. Well, it's a toss-up. Okay. But right now, given the state of affairs, I would say the soggy dollar okay. bar. Okay. In Yost Van Dykes in the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> it's probably washed away. We're never going to get back there. <laughs> um, okay. And if you could bring, th- th- if you could bring three things, not people, not pet. We don't have any pet, or they don't have any pets, but not people, not pets. What three items would you bring? Well, are we talking about where you can stay on the internet? <laughs> or, yes, like or you can bring the- your phone. Oh, or- so so obviously one of the items would right. be a phone, right? If this doesn't count with the phone, you need headphones. Okay, yeah. And I would say the third item, if I was going to that destination, yeah, would be suntan lotion. Oh yeah, someone said that before. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um. Uh. Best first. Well, it's hard because you live in Florida now. But best first date idea. Like, do you think drinks, dinner, bowling, mini golf? Like best first date idea, like for 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 a new you know someone asked best me out. Best first date idea. Is it just drinks or? Um, it, I mean, how exotic do we need to get here? Well, yeah, you can go go crazy. No, no, I mean, I you know I want to uh, appeal to all situations. Oh, okay, so just low key, <laughs> low key. <laughs> okay. Um, best first date idea. Um, God, wait, well, I think. In fairness, that depends on where you're living. Right? True, like true, if, true. If, if you were live, like we live in Florida now. I mean, if you were doing a best first date in Florida, I'd find any way you can to do something on the water. Yes, okay, but right. New York City, right? New York City, I would uh, definitely uh, West Village. Okay, a cute restaurant mm-hmm. with a nice little walk for a little <laughs> cappuccino after. Cappuccino, Dad. Okay, well, or an after dinner drink. I'm trying to relate to you. Oh yes, if some people don't Uh, drink an after dinner drink, I'm trying to be politically correct. Yes, yes, of course. Okay, okay, and if uh, the world was ending tomorrow, which it might, what would your last meal on Earth be? Ooh, you asked that question. What do you mean? Are you just asking me that question? No, I've asked others. Like your last meal, like last meal, last supper, like last last supper on 
earth. <laughs> wow. I got uh, last supper on earth. Whew. It would have to include pasta. I was. I knew that. That's why I got the pasta. And it would have from. to be Italian. Yep. And um, I I would have to go with uh, a veal or chicken palm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but, okay. What motto or quote do you try to live by every day? Oh, keep your agreements. I didn't what? know that. I thought it was no problem. Well, well, no problem. Okay, no problem is a line I use with a lot of people yes. when they apologize to me uh, or do yes, whatever. Yes. But um, a definitely a principle. Let's we won't quote a slogan, let's call it a principle. principle would be uh, keep your agreements, whether they be in life, mm-hmm. with love, in business, mm-hmm. your integrity. Mm-hmm. You just keep your agreements. It's a good way to live. So, yeah, I didn't know this, guys. I just learned that. Okay, I like that. Well, uh, I wanted to give you a little hidden content. <laughs> I didn't know it, guys. Podcast. What um, favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time. Oh, my God. You're asking tough. These are the I toughest know, questions you've I know. given me. Um, I'm such a movie fanatic. I, I don't I know. know uh, or one that, like, your top three that are on your iTunes, like, you know, you know like, thing. Uh, uh, top? Look, I mean... Like, everyone's going to laugh, but I still like watching The Holiday. I knew he was going to say The Holiday. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> no, I hate movie. to admit it. Um, so, The Holiday. I would say, I, it's not one of my top movies all the time, but I, no. let, me, let me think. Um, the mo- a, a better way for me to answer would be the movies that had the most impact on me when I first saw them. Because okay. I was at different ages. So, okay. no question, The Godfather okay. um, had a big impact on me yep. when, I, when I first saw that movie. Uh, the Graduate. Okay. Yeah, I'm dating. Why is that? I'm, I'm um, like, what myself. did you date a 72 year old? It was just a way of connecting the dots with music. And a oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, more recently, um, God, I, I, it's a tough question. Okay, I, so, I like but so The Godfather is an oldie but goodie. And I'll tell you why. Um, I was uh, writing uh, movie reviews for my high school oh. uh, student newspaper. That's cute. And a big deal for me would be to go into New York and go to a movie that just opened. Okay. And I'll never forget that uh, The Godfather, uh, for some reason, was playing at Radio City Musical. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I went in to see the film, and I wrote a review of it. And, uh, you know, to, I didn't realize at the time it would be, you know, one of the classics of all Wait, time. Wait, that's cool. With some of the best movie lines ever Do written. Do you still have the review? Because I can share it. I don't know. Probably It's probably in a pile that mom has told me to throw away five times. <laughs> yeah, she also has like seven boxes for me to go through. Right. Okay, so, okay, there we go. I don't, uh, what was, I uh, usually, mm, that, oh, okay, last question. Not. I don't know if it's appropriate, but who's your hall pass? Do you know what a hall pass is? Like hall if, pass. Like if, if, if that girl showed up at the door, mom would say it's fine, you can, whatever. Like an actress, like a well, celebrity. Well, that was your description and definition <laughs> I don't have a whole pass. no no like a celebrity like your celebrity crush oh 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 you that, mean of the opposite sex scarlett johansson what i don't get it i don't get that she's lovely like but scarlett i don't johansson. she's okay all right something Scarl- about scarlett johansson. johansson guys if you know hey, her any guys listening to this podcast but not everyone's I, into her uh, no uh, no some are you I, want me to give you a, a, a no no that's a, great a, a, that's the first answer. one i thought of Okay, okay. All right, so now before we wrap up, <laughs> usually ask people where can you follow on Instagram, but my dad's not really on Instagram. No, not really on Well, Instagram. Adam Group, they can follow Adam Group. Yes, you could follow Adam Group <laughs> on LinkedIn or wherever Julie set me up. Because yeah, I'm trying to get their Instagram in order. Okay. Um, uh, but seriously, if I can help anybody that's mm-hmm. listening to this uh, in guidance when it comes to uh, – 
you know, my, my areas of specialty mm -hmm. in uh, audio and media and uh, marketing and anything along those lines. Uh, just yeah. use, just use Julie's name, and uh, <laughs> I I will give you a hall. I'm pass. the hookup. Oh, Dad, a hall pass. Did well, you guys? Said... I would talk to them. <laughs> oh, does hall pass mean something more? Hall than... pass means like oh, like oh, so it's not just a free thing. You it seriously has... don't know what a hall pass is? Well, a hall pass means uh, I assume it's sexual. Correct. Oh, like okay. Scarlett Johansson showed no, up. Mom would say it's fine. Don't call me and tell me your friends are Julie and I get a hall pass. <laughs> but you can use my name if you'd like. Yes, and I'd be more happy to uh, give you whatever <laughs> help I can. A CB at AidenGroup.com or AidenGroup.com. I do, okay? I, we're not done yet. Dad. Okay, I want to make sure I'm okay. No, you're good. AidenGroup.com, CB at AidenGroup.com. Or um, And then the Instagram's AidenGroup, and uh, I created all that shit, so you better like it. Okay, thanks so much, Dad. It's Do you want to go pleasure. drink for Julie, Bar? it is a pleasure. <laughs> I, I'll come back again if you like. Thank you so much. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really want to hear what you think about it or what you thought about it. And uh, I, I hope you enjoyed. And seriously, take him up on his offer if you... Uh, our, you know, podcaster, radio, or, you know, in his field of marketing, whatever it is, and you think he could be of service to you and help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you feel more comfortable, you can reach out to me and I can connect you, whatever works. Um, Adam Group, again, is the um, is his business. Uh, but anyway, I am so happy I was able to bring you this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on Instagram, really everywhere, but especially on Instagram at by Julie Lauren. Be sure to subscribe to hashtag no filter, send it to your friends, uh, rate it, review it. It, and I hope you're hanging in there during these crazy times and thinking of you. I'm sending you love, sending you a virtual hug and a massive virtual, a virtual case of wine, obviously. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.